Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Welcome to the Dairy Brothers Guardians cast, your best podcast spot for all things Cleveland Guardians baseball. Presented by WaitingForNextYear.com. Follow Matt on Twitter at Dairy Speaks and Todd at TD Guardians KU. The Dairy Brothers Guardians cast is on the air. Welcome in, everybody. Another week of the Dairy Brothers Guardians cast right here from WaitingForNextYear.com and also the Evergreen Podcast Network. Matt and Todd with you, brought to you by the Center for Advanced Dentistry, Breaking Tea T-shirts, Groove Ride. What a, a wild ride yesterday was. <laughs> what a wild ride. Holy Toledo. How about them apples? As the <laughs> as the Guardians uh, come back, uh, why not? As the Guardians come back uh, several times to knock off the Mariners yesterday, salvage one in the series. Todd, that was a a crazy game. Um, this team just does not give up. They 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 don't they battle. They're down one. If they're down two, there were some positives and negatives. But thank goodness they at least salvaged one yesterday. That would have been a disaster to get swept at home by the Mariners. Yeah, and you know we forget because they played so well and taking three or four in Seattle, the Mariners are a really, really good team. I mean, they it's are. a playoff team. They're, they're going to end up in the playoffs most likely unless, you know, major injuries hit them. They have a superstar hitting, you know, at the top of their order who we had a hard time getting out and they're just a really good team and they have a really good bullpen and, you know, their rotation is excellent. Um, So, in the end, you took the season series. I mean, you played seven games. You went four and three against that team. And, you know, we'll take it. Uh, yesterday was a crazy, crazy game. Um, we can discuss. I was there Friday and Sunday. And the opener, uh, you know, we can, we can obviously, we'll, we'll break down a little bit. But, you know, overall, you're, you're, you're gonna, you know, go through peaks and valleys of the season. It's a marathon, not a sprint, you know, throw out all those cliches, but it's true. I mean, we have some strong opinions already that are on the list and it's been seven games and, you know, there's 162 <laughs> games in a season. So, right. Yeah. I mean, you, you know, where, where do you start? I mean, first of all, you got to give a shout out to Will Brennan. Um, this is a tough spot for a young kid that is basically the fourth outfielder. Tito is doing everything he can to give him opportunities to play and kind of mix and match. I think we're going to see more of him. Um, uh, more of me, less of you. Little God, you and I, we share the same brain. <laughs> Don't think that wasn't in my head. I couldn't get it out. Um, you know, well, it's interesting. It's like, where do you play them? When do you play them? Because, you yeah. know, Naylor has shown these struggles against lefties. Would Will Brennan get some opportunities against lefties? But then you got to get Arias in there. But, you know, what do you do with Oscar? You want Oscar Gonzalez to get out of this. He had some decent swings on Saturday. Uh, didn't play yesterday. But for him to come up yesterday, down to down to their last out, first and second, and just on a 2-0, you know, a great at bat to get to 2-0, and then to take a swing like that on a slider and 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 smash it off of a, a Teo, as Dave Sims called him, Teo Hernandez's glove uh, for a two-run double, and then again to to put the ball in play and, and smash one through the right side for a 
a tying hit again in extra innings. It's awesome. It's, you know, we, we talked so many times for so many years on this pod about never can develop young outfitters their own. Now they've got a couple, you know, handful all of a sudden and Quan and, and Gonzalez and Brennan that are homegrown. And man, those are just some big at bats yesterday from that kid. Yeah. Um, I just looked it up because I wanted to see how many at bats each guy has gotten. Oscar has 31 at bats and Brennan has 16. I don't, you know, here's the thing. Brennan had more of a pedigree. I mean, it's not like Brennan was some, you know, top three prospect in the system, but he certainly had more juice to him than Oscar Gonzalez did. Right. You know, Oscar was, you know, not on the 40 man, as everyone knows, drink and uh, made his, you know, debut last year and was great. And they kept rolling with it. Um, but also they didn't really have much competition for him. Now there's competition for, him, uh, for his at bats. So, you know, let's see how he responds to it. I agree with you. They've got to find more at bats for Brennan, but as you said, where do they come from? Because Quan's playing every day and you're never taking him out. You're not. The he way may play, he may play 162 games. Yeah. He unless might, he's he hurt, he probably will. Um, Miles Straw again, unless he's struggling, he you know he he's going to be in the lineup because he plays Gold Glove defense. And to be honest with you, he's been one of the team's better hitters to start the season. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's been really good. Um, and then your right field obviously is is I don't think it's a straight platoon at this point. I think Tito's kind of like you said, mixing and matching, trying to feel it. They signed Josh Bell to a big contract, so you're not going to sit him. And you're not going to sit Naylor. And, you know, unless uh, Will Brennan knows how to play catcher, which would be great, <laughs> uh, I don't know where you you find at bats for him. So they're just going to have to continue to use him the way they're using him, which is pinch hitting, you know, two, three starts each week at the most. But if he continues to hit like this, and the thing is he's also a far superior defensive, uh, defensive player to Oscar. You saw this week in Oakland, when he made that unbelievable dart throw to throw Huge the throw. guy out at oh, home. Yeah. You yeah. Know, and, and all the defensive metrics tell you that you put Brennan in right field with straw and Quan, and it's you know arguably the best defensive outfield in the majors. It's that good. Cause that's how good Brennan is out there. So he, they're going to have like to it, find, they're going to have to give a fine more at bats for him somehow. I don't know where, but they're going to have to. I mean, it might be against lefties, and I know Brennan's a lefty, but maybe you see if he can hit lefties because right now Josh Naylor can't. And we love Josh, and Josh is awesome. And, yep. you know, he's obviously in the heads of, of other teams. Uh, just look at uh, Paul Seawald's uh, routine on Saturday with the rock the baby behind his back, which was weak. It was um, weak because he turned his back to him and then right. hit it. He had every opportunity to rock it right in front of him. And he, he waited till he crossed the base, turned his back, and that did was it. weak. That it was weak. lame, but right now Naylor's is really struggling against left-handed pitching. And so maybe there's opportunities against lefties where Gonzalez is DHing and Brennan's in right and Bell's at first. Possible. Yeah. Um, you know, Just he's to not get him at bats. And and he's not like a, a bad splits guy like Naylor is. I mean, you just brought it up. It, it, until Naylor proves that he can hit left-handed pitching, like Scott Service all weekend long. Just he had that Gabe Spire ready yeah. to pitch and to bring him in to face Naylor. And it's not like Gabe Spire, it's Andrew Miller 2.0. He didn't even make the Mariners roster um, 
when the season started, they brought him up and they're just going to throw lefties at him every big spot in late innings every time he, you know, the, the rest of the season. The book's out. Aaron Boone exploited him badly in, in October with Wandy Peralta last year. Yeah. Um, it, it was, it's not a good thing. I mean, listen, I love Naylor. Okay. He's off to a really good start, but you saw it every time they, they would bring in a lefty. It, it's, it's an out. It really is. And it's, it's a problem that's not going away and they need to either correct it or have a better plan in place. I mean, Arias is going to, I don't know how much they're going to sit Naylor for Arias, but Arias has to play sometimes too. I know right now Arias is playing third, you know, they, they'd they like to get J Ram off his feet more. And so he'll DH and then Arias will play third, but Arias could play plenty of first as well. If it's a lefty, it should be Bell and Arias in the lineup. In my opinion, I, I wouldn't play Naylor against lefties. I just wouldn't at this point. It's it's not like, Oh, here's an know, idea. Here's wait, an idea. Wait, wait, hold on. It's not, it's not like it's just one week. This is going on a year plus where he can't hit lefties. Yeah. And it has. So here's an idea. How about yeah. Arias at shortstop tonight? How about a med gets a break? All right. Well, we'll get there. We'll get no, there. I'm dead serious. Like tonight, I know yeah, it's after, the Yankees and it's a uh-huh. right handed pitcher. I don't care. Give Arias a shot. Tonight. I don't care. Yeah. I don't think that, uh, <laughs> I don't think that he's going to do it tonight. But do you want to get into the Ahmed conversation? Well, the guy we, needs a break. Jumping right in. The guy went 0 for 6 or whatever yesterday. He can't field and he can't hit. Other than that, he's great. I mean, yeah, come let's extend him, though. You know, it's so funny. <laughs> I tried to talk myself into the, uh, maybe it is a good idea to oh, extend God. him, you know, a few come weeks on. ago. Because he's a proven commodity. And meanwhile, I'm watching Brian Rocchio make unbelievable plays at second, at short, like, uh, you know, in, in Columbus, and he's knocking the cover off the ball. And, you know, I'm watching Ahmed, you know, make the, you know, throwing balls in the dirt over to first. And, you know, what was that? I still don't double know clutch, what he was doing. Double clutch. Double clutch. It was a tailor made double play to end the inning. Then the guy steals second. And then. Well, what about the, 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 the infield hit in extra innings where it was like a Julio hit a grounder to him and he just like didn't even make a move. Yeah, I'd like to make a move. move. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't understand. I, I I don't understand. Like again, I know he's, he's got brutal this. in April. It's a. It's like an April yeah, thing. And and it is. And I don't want to be too hard on him because it's one week. But like, you saw why he's not getting extended this week. Is the long and the short of it? Yeah. I mean, I'm glad he's Jose's best friend, and you know he's got the wheels, and you know for the most part he's a good hitter. Great but- in the clubhouse. Yeah, everyone loves him. Good attitude, but again, you're not extending this guy. You're not. No, no, not when you have a uh, gluttony. Is that the word? Uh, <laughs> That'd be glut. Glut, dearth of uh, middle infielders. Excess. Right. This this organization's just chock full of middle infielders. Ho ho ho! ho, ho. But it's true. And you know, like Ahmed Rosario last year had a really good year. And again, started slow. Certain people, uh, Ryan, the name rhymes with uh, Fat Carry, um, <laughs> were all over him and wanted him out. And then I, then I, you know, I had to eat some crow because he really did end up having a pretty good year. But my goodness gracious, uh, you've got there is this routine plays that have to be made, pop ups that have to be caught. With Plesak on the mound yesterday, you just saw it. He gets so frustrated. When a shortstop doesn't 
make plays. And then it carries over to the next couple of hitters. And to Zach's credit, yesterday he fought through it a couple of times and he pitched so much better. Hopefully that's the plea sack that we yeah. see the rest of the way. Is obviously game one plea sack against the A's. Um, and and by the way, it was a disaster against the A's, and he he pitched one inning and gave up seven runs. I don't know if you saw what the A's uh, offense did this weekend against Tampa. Like nothing. Well, they scored three runs in their first three games. Then they played us. Yeah, and we we took the you know two or three, but the the plea sack game was the one where they scored you know seven runs in the first two innings or whatever it was. Yeah, uh, they could not score. Tampa just completely destroyed them. That Oakland team. I, I don't if if I were a fan of that squad, I would be so upset. I don't know what they I mean, I know they're trying to, you know, it, it's basically Rachel Phelps playing as bad as they can to get them out of town. But, you know, team president Dave Cavill, my old uh, my old buddy from uh, elementary school. I don't know what the hell he's doing. I really don't. Wait, who's I, this? Don't you remember David Cavill? Went to the U.S.? No. Dave, yeah. how do you spell that? K A V A L. You don't remember? He lived in Brattonall. Brattonall. No. Gar- didn't Gary boy. D have some uh, friends in Brattonall? I think that's <laughs> where uh, his lineman was parked. But, uh, yeah, no, but no, but. Uh, so, but he's the team president of the A's? Yeah. Wow. Yes, he is. I had no idea. Yes, he is. But in the meantime, that franchise is a joke. I mean, t- so, so. Has Dave Cavill that- ever been to Italy? <laughs> probably probably so wait probably. so the a's are really bad you're right and well, my point, yeah are... that's my yeah my point is they completely dominated please zach so while i'm very happy that zach bounced back because yeah. and when he gave up that home run to cal raleigh in the first got down two I nothing know. i was like i can't I, I can't take this anymore like how much longer are they really gonna stick with him because the and second tri- yeah but he pitched seven innings yesterday he pitched really well yeah, I got to give him credit. I can't believe he went seven. I was stunned. When they brought him back out for the seventh, I was like, what are we doing here? Are we really going to play? Because I thought after five, maybe, you know, I know they needed length from him yesterday because the pen was tired. When they got through five, I was like, all right, cut your losses, get him out. Then they brought him out for the sixth. He got the next three outs. I'm like, all right, now you cut your losses. When he came back out for the seventh, I was genuinely stunned. Because in the home opener, Aaron Savali should have pitched only five innings. Well, and he came yeah. out for the six, and it was a giant mistake. There's, so there's I thought a, maybe Tito would learn. Well, I thought Savali, after the long at-bat, and I said this the other day on the fan, I was on with Garrett Bush, uh, the, after the at-bat with, oh, I forgot the kid's name on the Mariners, Connor, Colt, something, whatever his name is, uh, the yeah, long yeah. at-bat with him, and then he stuck with him for the Crawford at-bat when he should have brought Heron in in the six, and then Crawford had the uh, game-tying double. Then I, I agreed with the Tito bashers, including one account on Twitter. And I, I'm not going to give them their, their, I'm not going to give them their name, but I've unfollowed them. I, I, okay. We get it. You don't like Tito. Oh my gosh. Um, probably should have taken them out then, but to give, I think what Francona is looking at now is I, I want to see what I, what I have. And I also don't want to tax this pen too much. The pens pitched a ton. And it's high level, a lot of high leverage stuff too. I it's mean, just like last it's not like year. we're blowing anything. We're not blowing anybody out again. You, you're exactly right. It's just like last year. Every game seems close. So, <laughs> right. not, so it's like you haven't had the opportunity. And in the police act game um, where he pitched one inning, Xavier Curry went five and, uh, you know, pitched five innings. So hey, basically, it was basically was, like a start for him. 
Yeah, right. yeah. And then Curry pitched the other day, so you didn't have your long man, and it, you know, it, it, it's a it, it's a tough situation. Thank goodness that Plesak was able to give them the length that they needed uh, because that was fantastic yesterday. But yeah, going back to the uh, opener, or the, I'm sorry, opening day, should I say? Oh, well, was it? Did you have a good time? Yeah, you know, I had a good time except for the fact that it was really, really cold. I mean, we were in the shade, as you know, third base sides in the shade, and the wind yeah. was blowing straight in. Oh, take a look who's calling. There you go. Just what I need. Tell her, t- tell her we're, uh, tell her we're recording right now. You can put it right on the air if you want. I had, I, I had, <laughs> di- I had dinner with her last night. What I know what she's going to want to discuss, but did you watch Succession last night? <laughs> <laughs> okay, sorry. Anyways, hey, um, you bother, speaking of show, uh, binge watching shows, do you watch the morning show? I mean, these welcome to 2019. Uh, I'm yeah. always behind. You know that. Yes you, yes, you are. I watched the first series, first season. It was great. The second oh, okay. season was so bad. I turned it off after two episodes and I really never watched it again. All right. Yeah. I needed, yeah. I needed an update okay. on that. So anyways, the, uh, the home opener, it was very cold. The wind was blowing in. And I think it took a lot of the juice out of the crowd. It was hard to get, like, I had Brooke on my lap for the last two and a half, three innings because I was so cold and she was so cold. And, you know, it was, it was not, uh, you know, it was cool that the Travis Kelsey first pitch was cool. Uh, you know, it's always great to have a big, you know, a loaded stadium like that. But as you know, every year, seemingly they lose the home opener, which is always the one time you get the win. I know. I, I feel like we have this conversation on this pod every year, pre pod every year. You get one chance to make that first impression, and then they just didn't. <laughs> it's the same. It's the same as in the summer too. They have their first Friday night fireworks night in June, right? And, and they get shut out forty like thousand, and they, right? Yeah, they have three hits, and then it's like the next day they're seventeen again. You know, um, I mean, look, I, the, 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 you knew after taking three out of four from the Mariners in Seattle, you kind of just had a feeling that was it was not going to be an easy weekend. And to the Mariners' credit, they've got a really good bullpen. I mean, even their fifth starter yesterday, Kirby, he's really good. I mean, that, that's Pride a good team. New York. That's a good Shout team. Out to the Beebs. Yeah, they are very good. That's a good squad. So to, to, to at least salvage one yesterday was important. Um, any new uh, food items, anything else that stood out from home opener? You know me. I'm the, Yeah. The only thing that stood out is that Annie's back for yet another year, and that's really all that matters. Um no, I didn't see anything new. You know, all the major renovations are going in next year. So right. I didn't see, you know, it, it felt like being back home, man. You know, it's great. It it's was great. great. It was it was great until uh, Tito brought Savali out for the sixth when the bottom of the order was lefty, lefty, switch hitter, lefty, and Heron was fresh. And like that was the time to bring in Heron. And, well, and welcome he to the big and, leagues yeah. for that kid. He's getting he's getting to pitch. <laughs> yeah, but you know what the thing is that it's it, it also shows you how important Sam Hentges is to this bullpen, and he's not there. Oh yeah, and yeah, because these are all the spots Big Sam would be in, and he was so good last year. So it's going to be great when you have them both back there. You know, it's interesting. I don't know who you get rid of uh, at this point. I mean, you need a long man. Yeah, because you don't I, know what Gaddis or Plesak is going to give from time to time, so Curry's got to stay, and 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 I'll say this, I kind of dig the three catcher thing. It's working for me. Oh God, it is. It's not going to go on all year like this. No way. 
But here, but why not? Why not? Yeah. Well, is it that necessary? I mean, I know that they're he's using it a certain way right now. And and we could talk about this. Zanino has been so bad defensively. Um, got a little better this weekend, but still, and even yesterday with Valoria and Gallagher, it's wild pitch city. It's um, we were so used to hedges just blocking everything. <laughs> I know poor Austin couldn't hit the baseball, but man, he, that dude was a wall. Absolutely. And, you know, we said it last week. We're saying it again this week. I mean, Zanino is really subpar back there. I mean, I know the stats leading into the season told you otherwise, but he's looked really bad yes. back there, but he's hitting. So, but, but it's interesting because I don't know if I've said this already, I'm saying it again. I don't care what the catching position gives me for hitting if Miles Straw continues to hit like this because I'd rather have a great defensive catcher than hitting ninth. Hitting Straw ninth. moves up to eighth. Yeah. Well, yep. you know what? I kind of like Straw hitting ninth though. I like Straw. It's like a second leadoff guy, you know, when you roll it back over. I, I just Zanino's leaving me very hollow. I mean, Bo Naylor has two homers and nine RBIs in eight games in Triple A. I mean, mm-hmm. he's pushing the envelope. OPS but, over a thousand so far. Yeah, but I what? But in the in terms of the three catchers thing, I just like that. If you want to pinch hit for Gallagher, you know he's Gallagher starting, and you want to pinch hit, and you do, you know, in the sixth inning in a big spot, you can. You know, I mean, I don't know how many times it's going to happen, but like, I feel like I've seen Valoria and Gallagher and Zanino enough. I think Tito's handling it properly. And I'd rather have that than the, an extra, um, what extra bat are you going to bring up right now? That's going to actually do something for you. It really comes down to, do you want like a Roman Quinn type speed and defense for the outfield? Or do you want a third catcher or do you want an extra arm in the pen? The extra yeah, arm I mean, in the I, pen I might see your, be the move. I see your point. I mean, Valoria yesterday, I thought they were going to pinch it for him. They didn't. He actually drew a walk. He had a really yes, good at bat. he did. It was a good at bat. It was a good at bat. But I guess having that, I don't know. It, it's just weird to me. I would, you know, I thought Roman Quinn was going to be on the team. And so that's your pinch runner. That's a guy late in games right. you put out, you know, for outfield defense. If, if, if you feel like, you know, if Brendan's already played and then Oscar gets put in, I don't know. I, I guess it's not the biggest deal. My big issue is just the defense back there. You're right. When Gallagher's caught, he's done the best job of the three. I know Valoria had a couple. There were a couple of wild pitches yesterday with Valoria late in the game, but like, we're not throwing anybody out. I get it. The bases are bigger. Uh, you can't hold runners like you used to. You can't throw over a zillion times. Although Plesac yep. had a somebody had a pick off the other day that re, they reviewed it. I think it was Dilo Santos. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. Um, but all in all, the defense back there has to get better, no matter who it is. Gallagher seems like the best of the three defensively right now, so far. And Cam had a couple big hits this week. I mean, I'm yeah, not advocating for Cam Gallagher, but, you know, oh, he's yeah. looked, he's been, here's put it this way. He hadn't better been any worse than Luke Maley. Better than I thought, too, and he hadn't been any worse than Luke Maley was last year. No. And I like Luke Maley. He was yeah. also, you know, I guess the Reds gave him $3 million. Was it $3 million or $1 million, Maley? No, I think he just got a million dollars. Okay. I, I didn't. I thought he was very serviceable as a backup. Yeah. I didn't mind him. I'm surprised they didn't bring him back. I still come back to the fact that I think they, ne- they thought Hedges wasn't going to get shit from anyone, and they'd bring him back as the backup. 
and then the bucko swooped in and gave him five million. They were like, yep, old have fun. <laughs> oh yeah. They love our scraps. Yes, they do. They they got they got Carlos at first and uh and uh Hedgy behind the plate. Amazing. Uh Dairy Brothers Guardians cast brought to you by the Center for Advanced Dentistry, CFAD.net. You gotta also go to breakingt.com. That's breaking the letter t.com slash dairy to get all of your guardians gear. Hey, the Cavs are in the playoffs. Uh this is big this week. I don't know when they're playing. I think it's Saturday at six. The Knicks, New York is, oh, that's, that's going to be great. Cavs fans tears. If they lose a game because of the officiating, the league wants the Knicks. That's all that'll get ready for that bit. Uh, if that happens, but uh, Hey, if you want your Cavs gear on the Donovan Mitchell t-shirts, anything that they have there uh, at breaking T for Cavs gear, you can go to breaking T.com slash dairy takes you right to the Cleveland collection. Browns as well. Uh, and what about Groove Ride, Todd? Are, are you going today? What's going on over Groove That's Ride? I, I got to get out. I got to get out of here in 20 minutes because I got to walk the dog. And then uh, and then um, I'm teaching Deep Groove at uh, 930 Bike Boot Camp. There you go. Yeah. You know I'll be there today. Oh, yeah. And we got our, you know, our, our uh, annual tax day blast sale coming up. 10 classes for 110 bucks. I mean, you can't beat that deal. So whether you like to spin, whether you like doing boot camp, whether you do, you know, you, you might like a little interval weight class. We got lots of different things to offer over at Groove Ride. So on the east side, the corner of Chagrin and Brainerd, Groove Ride with a Y, G-R-O-O-V-E-R-Y-D-E.com. Check them out. Uh, you'll see some really, real handsome uh camp instructor on that website new website by the way it looks good really yeah it's awesome it's awesome was, uh stepping it up no we yeah, needed yeah we needed a change on that website so it's always good for a refresh oh yeah you know is that what they say at uh, fia or fai or what i say financial FIA. architects inc uh, yeah uh always good yeah. for a fresh start go to financialarch.com no um <laughs> i guess ref we do need to actually we're refreshing our site as well but not it's not done yet um, but that's another story for another day. Um, let's talk about some Andres Jimenez business. business. <laughs> Moving up Andres to fifth in the order. I'm all for it. I mean, I want him hitting second, to be honest. I was just going to say, I'd like him to hit second instead of, you know, seventh. But yesterday it kind of came to a head where it was a positive. And I get why Francona wants him, or Coach Francola wants him hitting seventh <laughs> to balance out the lineup a little bit. But now that Straw is hitting, and Zanino is fine hitting the baseball, um, moving up Andres to fifth yesterday paid big dividends on you know back-to-back -back occasions late in the game. I mean the guy is clutch, and you know I know they're trying to throw high fastballs, and I know yesterday he kind of he gave in on one and struck out, but man that that double the other way yesterday to cut it to one late in the twelfth inning. I mean that's a, he should be moved up. He's he's. Hitting the baseball right now, Josh Bell isn't. Naylor struggles with lefties. Um, I have no issue moving Jimenez up at all. Yeah, the it's guy's the right a freaking the guy's a freaking stud. I mean, yeah, he is. He is. I mean, it, it comes back to this: the higher you are in the batting order, the more at bats you potentially get. Exactly. Why would you have one of your three best hitters hitting seventh? And I know you want to lengthen the lineup and you want another run producer down there. I get it. Ahmed is like a singles guy. Ahmed's not driving the ball to the gap. Ahmed's got very little power. 
why wouldn't you have Andres hitting second and Ahmed hitting seventh? Ahmed to me seems more like a better seven hole hitter than where, you know, I, I, I like my best guys to get the most possible bats and one of my best guys should not be hitting seventh. No. And Josh Bell signed a a, a pretty large contract, obviously just like, you know, one year with another option, but to hit the middle of the order. He's been yeah. a proven middle-of-the-order bat in this league for many, many years, going back to Pittsburgh, Washington, and obviously his uh, short stint in San Diego last year. He's struggling, and it's okay. He, I mean, He's learning the league. He's in yeah, a new I'm, environment. Yeah. But right now, you know, you know, I don't think he's moving a mat out of the top it's number two I don't spot. think he is either because we wanted this for two years, and he never did. Right. So you, you like the speed at the top and the guys that put the ball in play most of the time in Quan and, and Ahmed. And then obviously Jose's not moving. And then, you know, Nagler's got some pop and can hit it out of the ballpark. So can Bell. And then Oscar usually is a middle of the order bat with his power and the capabilities. Then you think, all right, Oscar's hitting six and he's batting righty against the lefty. Then you want another lefty after that to balance it out, to go righty, lefty, righty was Zanino. And that's but, why but that's all is... that, that whole balance thing is kind of, but that's the way Tito baseball. thinks because that's old baseball. Yeah. Right. And, and I get it to an extent sometimes to give the other team that look, but in this instance right now, especially yesterday when it came time to, all right, late in the game, big at bats, and Jimenez stepped up because he was up hitting fifth and not seventh. That was a huge, a huge part of the game. And and I completely agree with you. And I'll tell you another thing. If Andres continues to hit seventh and he's, you know, his numbers look great and he's hitting seventh and either Zanino or Gallagher or Valoria is hitting eighth. Why would Andres ever see anything to hit? Why would you ever give that guy a chance? I know. You know what I'm saying? So, but I, I, in that in yesterday's spot, it was a two-run game, or was it a one-run game in the twelfth when he tied the game? No, it, it was, was a two-run game because the the he hit a double because he immediately came the tying run and it became a double. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 He doubled. You're not going to walk and, him, but but not in that spot. You may pitch him a little bit differently. He's just clutch, and he just he hits. You know, the other, going the other way yesterday, and there's some power there. It's not thirty home run power, but so what? Like you said, he's he's one of your best hitters. He's an all-star. It's still the rare trade that both teams are happy with. I mean, the Mets are thrilled that they got the redacted one, and we're thrilled that we got Ahmed and, and Andres. And Ahmed, I mean, and Andres is, is here for the next seven years yeah. and uh, still young, and it's just a win-win for everybody. I just love Andres. He's so friggin' good. He is. Big he really fan. is. Big fan. I, I, I would... It, it, you know, a lot of this also has to do with Josh Bell's struggles. And I know that, you know, he had the little dribbler that turned into the walk-off. At least he put it, at least he put hit. it in play. Yes. I Thank but, you, Colton Wong. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that guy a dog. I just think that he'll be fine. I'm not going to panic yet. It's been a week. He's new. He's probably overly anxious and, and really pressing because he wants to do, you know, well for his new team immediately and make an impact. He'll be okay. And you know what? If he's not, you know, if he's not, he's not. And they'll figure it out. I mean, they got plenty of guys, you know. it's it, He's got, the, it's, a, it's a good contract they signed because if he were to have a great year, he's going to walk. If he didn't have a great year, they'll give, they got another chance to run it back and then it'll be done. And yeah, I agree. So I'm not, I'm not concerned. It's about two him. weeks. I'm yeah. not going to be. 
you know, I'm not concerned. People say, well, well, you're getting on a med, but why aren't you getting on Josh Bell? Josh Bell gets gets a, a big. He gets a, a free pass. A he signed here as a free agent. I I right. give him a pass for now. Ahmed doesn't get a free pass for me, even though no. even though we vowed that we weren't gonna. Uh, you yeah, know, it lasted like a week. <laughs> <laughs> I'll admit it. I it's sorry. I mean, I dug it's right be- back into that. Uh, Rabbit hole. Sorry. To, to be honest with you, it's more the defense than the offense. I mean, yeah, he went over six yesterday and struck out in big spots, but like that's going to happen. It's his defense that just has never improved. And like last year in the second half, all that, you know, the big narrative was, oh, much improved shortstop defense from Ahmed. He's not so bad back there. I mean, uh, you know, out there, he's not good. No, he's not. No. And he's never going to be good. That's why we tried him in the outfield three years ago or whatever it was that ball was it yesterday that hit the that hit yeah was ple- a med double clutched on the uh double ground clutch. ball kid mm-hmm. steals second whoever it was and then police gives up kind of a liner and was like off the mound and Ahmed was shaded towards second and made the play but I, my my heart sunk i'm like oh <laughs> no. you know but he made the play so Speaking of uh, heart sinking, what about the legendary Liza Goldberg winning her a bracket? I mean, that's just huge. Had to get that out. Jerry Berg champion and uh, and a bracket champion and daughter of the, the executive producer. So shout out to Liza. She's a big listener. She really is. She's always listening. So we appreciate her support. Yeah. Well, speaking college of, hoops is old. What are you P- doing without college basketball? I mean, obviously you got Guardians baseball every night, but I got Guardians me- baseball every night. That's what I'm doing. What's going on at the transfer in the transfer portal? You are you uh you scouring it daily? Absolutely. All I know is Bill Self's healthy. He's back. He says he wants to take the program to even higher heights. And uh how about that? I listened to his interview, it was fantastic. You know who else I saw speaking of uh the Goldbergs? I saw P1 listener, the Mikester at the open. Saw the photo. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That might have been the best photo of the day. And 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 he told me how to pronounce Bart's last name. Is that necessary? Kalkstein or something. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Anyway, too late. We're we're going way out. We're going it's way too, out. It's all too right, late. All right, let's it's stop. Too late. Let's stop. By the way, uh, I, I I'm going to do this on the air, but I have I've uh, I've extended invites to both you and the EP for the Wednesday day game uh, on the 19th at uh, the beautiful plush Comerica Park. Did you see that? Next Wednesday. That? Yes. Ooh. Woodshop seats. Mm-hmm. let me let me let me let me let me work that out all right i gotta yeah. see how things go uh with the driver's test got it Wednesday. all right that's that's so that, that's very important the dairy brothers guardians cast may be on the road uh coming coming soon oh, we do we do have to discuss next week next monday you're gonna need a uh co-host because i will be unavailable as i have to do a trade show well when can we we got to record at some point yeah, well, again, we'll have to take this offline. Wow. But you you may need you may need a guest co-host or take it or offline. Job. Yeah, <laughs> call right. business line. Uh, take it offline. You, I know you have a hard stop at nine, so let's uh, let's I do make have this a hard, quick. Hard out. Um, all right. Get so that pitching matchups going. The here. Yankees coming to town. What a weird schedule. Seven with the Mariners, and here come the Yankees. Um, for three. So tonight. Uh, 6'10", first pitch for Shane Bieber against Domingo Herman. Oh, Yankee rotation's a bit messy right now. With the, is, it, is it is it a prerequisite that the Yankees have one domestic abuser on the roster at all times? That's right. Seth yeah. Forrest, New York Yankees. 
Uh, Hunter Did Gattis, you see, by the way, it. I don't know if you saw this or not, but uh, they have Franchi Cordero. Yeah, yeah. Now? Yes, and, I did uh, see that. And John Sterling's uh, home run call for him was was like, Franchi hits one to the ranchy. Yeah, I know. Like, like I know. Can we stop? I saw Jimmy Train tweeted that. Can, yeah, can we stop with this guy already? Yeah. Well, they have a succession plan for, for John, uh, this kid, Justin Shackley. Actually, does a pretty good job when he fills in on some road games. But uh, oh, I didn't know that. You know, that's neither here nor there. Hunter Gaddis against Garrett Cole on Tuesday. That should be interesting. The birthday boy, Hunter Gaddis, from the other day. Poor and then Hunter. a Wednesday I, matinee. It, I feel bad for him. I feel like it's, you know, those two starts last year where one was against the White Sox and one was against Houston, and he had no business pitching in those games. And then game two, they put him out there against um, Robbie Ray in Seattle. I mean, he was good. Yeah, he, he did okay. Yeah. He pitched well against the A's last 2-0 week. They're 2-0 in his starts, and they're 0-2 in Bieber's starts. Isn't that, that crazy? Makes a lot of sense. Makes a lot of sense. Uh, Wednesday afternoon, a 110 uh, matinee. Will you be there for the uh, matinee? Of course. Yes, okay. I'll be there Wednesday. Aaron Savali against the famous Clark Schmidt. He of the walk-off last year. <laughs> He was the pitcher, Clark Schmidt? Yes. Why don't I remember that? Don't you remember, like, Aaron Boone left Clark Schmidt in and everybody freaked out? I have no recollection of Clark Schmidt being that was Wasn't that I who was on you. the mound for the God Gonzalez walk-off hit, Clark Schmidt? You mean when I was on the airplane to London? <laughs> All right, we're way off topic. Terrible. All right, uh, Thursday, uh, I'll never day, and then Friday. Friday, the uh, Guardians head to D.C., to face uh, Dave Taylor's Nationals. Nationals. <laughs> How about that? I didn't even know they still had a team there. They got uniforms and everything. I actually went to Guardians Nats at Nats Ballpark with Brian. Like, I'm going to guess 20, like 18, maybe. It's not a bad park, but it's in a very strange part. You know, they built it in this, in this, like by the naval yards or something. And they were there, you know, it was the old, we're going to build it in this area and build up the area yeah. around it. And the area around it is nothing. It's that sounds not, familiar. Yeah. Um, yeah. not Cleveland. I'm in, I'm in another city about three hours, three, one, three north and west. Um, yeah. Shout out to the district Detroit, or as I like to call it, the parking lot district. So, so what do we got this weekend? Three against the Nats? three against the nationals. And 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 who we got pitching? I'm saying. All right, so you got Cal Quantrill Friday night against Trevor Williams. Yeah, Trevor Williams is still former the Bucko. That's right. Okay. Saturday, uh, four ten first pitch for Zach Plesac and Chad Cool, K U H L, former Correct. Colorado Rocky. And then Sunday, Shane Bieber against Patrick Corbin. Remember wow. the contract Patrick Corbin signed? I think this ago? is his last year. It's a six year deal. Yeah. Remember that? He's terrible too. I feel bad. I know for it's him. Yeah. yeah. Well, we need to beat him up. Yeah. So that's right. your those are your matchups for the week. That sounds good. Even weep. Well, listen, I'm excited for another week of uh Guardians baseball. You know, it it's just it's it's life is just so much better when I can turn on the TV and watch you know our baseball oh, yeah. team every day. So how's Doesn't the NL only? How was your first week of NL only uh action? By the way. Big win for Team D's. The points weren't there, but thank goodness for one James Outman. That was a middle mid-round pick that I swiped, and he had a big week. So uh, we got some injury concerns. 
we've got to deal with today and, and making the lineup, but one and oh, so we'll take it. How there did ten percent uh, capacity do? I lost two seven one this week. I did not uh, perform well. You know, wow. I got a lot of like you. I have a lot of injuries. Yeah, Turdlander, no Tristan. Yeah, I'm, I'm missing two of my top three pitchers. What you know that didn't help. Yeah, this Michael Harris injury is going to kill me uh, for the Braves. I got Mitch Keller from the Buckos in my lineup. He's, he's good. Two, he's a two starter this week. Yeah, there oh, you yeah. go. All right, uh, that'll do it for the uh, Dairy Brothers Guardians cast. We thank our the friends at the Evergreen Podcast Network, uh, waitingfornextyear.com. Of course, ben, Dr. Ben Hornstein, Center for Advanced Dentistry, Breaking Tea T-shirts, and a Groove Ride. That's it. Let's get some W's uh, this week. We are out of room and out of here. Bruce Martin, host of Pit Pass Indy. Each week, I go behind the scenes of the NTT IndyCar Series and introduce our listeners to the biggest stars of IndyCar, which features the Indianapolis 500 as its cornerstone event. The men and women that compete in IndyCar may be the bravest athletes in all of sport as danger lurks around every corner. They are able to look danger in the eye without flinching. That is why the NTT IndyCar Series features the best racing on the planet. Join me every week as we talk to the stars of IndyCar, including the legends of the Indianapolis 500 on Pit Pass Indy from Evergreen Podcast.